Instagram podcast. Today, we are diving into Attack of the Clones. Um, as per usual, I have a bunch of awesome guests. Um, rounded up a bunch of people whose favorite Star Wars film is Attack of the Clones, and we're going to dive into it. And uh, yeah, just have a lot of fun hanging out with everyone and in the chat and um, my awesome panel right here on the high ground. Hello, beautiful people. Amazing so, group here. Uh, I'm excited because, you know, this is this is kind of like my second time around the horn. Uh, so I have an episode on Attack of the Clones from two years ago. Um, and we'll see if y'all can top that one because that was uh, <laughs> Connor Fahey. That was the first time I spoke to Miss Aggie was that episode. And uh, I think JCAF maybe. But um, yeah. Awesome times, but better times ahead because y'all are great. Uh, I'm gonna go around and have y'all introduce yourself. So say who you are, where we can find um, your awesome content, and uh, since this is the film that you know launched uh, a thousand love stories um, with uh, with Anadala, I had to ask if you could ship any two Star Wars characters together, any era. Right, so you can match up people who would never normally get a chance to meet one another. Um, who would you pick? And also, everyone in the chat, you know, let me know. Let me know who you would pick as well. But I'll go to uh, Brooke first. Uh, well, hi, uh, I am Brooke. Uh, my username that I put here is actually wrong now. I forgot to change it. But <laughs> you can find me on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram underscore bedazzler underscore. Um, Twitch sometimes is B underscore underscore Dazzler. I am doing a uh, Knights of the Old Republic playthrough. It's my first time right now. Um, and you can find my Etsy shop, Far Far Away Factory, soon to be Far Far Away Factory dot com. Um, Ooh. Okay. <laughs> New if I had to pick a ship. Oh, I'm. This is, I've been wanting to talk about this, but I don't know who to talk about it to. So it's kind of a cop-out because they're in, from the same uh, time period. But ever since I played that one mission in Battlefront 2, I've shipped Luke and Del together. More than I shipped Del and Aiden. And Luke and Del Miko? Yeah. That is a great episode. And they do have a lot of chemistry. Right? Yeah. Damn. Never even thought about it that way. Mostly because I was always like always thinking about just you know the implications of them being like, how come Palpatine has a storehouse that you have to have the force to open? Like, I don't know. <laughs> right. But no, interesting. I love it. Uh, great one. Um yep, yeah, uh, how about you, Kels? Uh yeah, hi, I'm Kels. Um, you can find me on TikTok at discount songs of Stark. And you can also find my podcast at The Queer Ascendancy um, with my co-host, Becca. We don't post every week, but it's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're really bad at, like, actually having a set schedule, but it's fine. Um, okay, I've been, like, thinking about this question for this hour. Um, well, Julia did bring up Luke and Ezra recently, <coughs> and I haven't been able to stop thinking about it. Especially because they are the same age and like 
the twin suns and the twin moons. It just it just works. <laughs> twin suns and twin moons. So I'm gonna go with that one. Plus they're both gay. So <laughs> <laughs> um I love uh also uh yeah definitely check out um check out their podcast uh Queerasinus that you said I've had Becca on before as well. Yes you have awesome people um great energy uh much chaos it's great it i want to also shout out uh to paul thank you so much for, for the five dollar ramen drop always appreciate you he's the unofficial channel sponsor but we love it here um it's your guys' support that keeps me going it keeps me doing this every single week and it's man it's we're coming up on like two years that's crazy Ooh. anyways Last but not least, we got Jay Windu. How you doing, man? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Hi. Nice to meet y'all. I'm Jay. Uh, I'm on TikTok at Jay Windu. Um. I post Star Wars content. I only really post on TikTok. I haven't posted in a minute though. But uh, I think if I could ship anybody together, it's like basic, but it will probably be Ezra and Sabine, cause like I feel like I love Rebels so much, and they had like so much good chemistry together, and I was like kind of. I was a little bit mad that they didn't get together at the end of the um, end of the show, but like I would ship them together, and like man, that's a Mandalorian and a Jedi. Like, just think about it. that's a, that's an amazing backstory, you know. So <laughs> I, I would ship them together. That'd be very sweet. Uh, I yeah. I love it. Um, yeah, and uh, for me, I had something. And it completely slipped my mind um, and is completely gone. And so, like, I'm trying to, I've been trying to, like, work it back as you guys have all been talking. So, I'm going to do a cop out and say, I'm shipping Lena So, the High Republic. And selling Geos? I mean, I just jumped on that. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, no. That's, I, I was trying to do different, different eras, but I'm, I'm going to ship her with I the mean... Bail Organa. That I think works they're, they're too. Both, I like that one. <laughs> they're both yeah. like pure and honest, and like there would be so much respect and power in that relationship. Like you don't know the power. Like, <laughs> I know. I I think uh, I think they'd be sweet. But yeah, no, I, yeah. I do low key ship her and Stellan. Like I just picture. Um, yeah. I've already said it before that my head canon is that. Um, is is that Padme grew up with the picture of Stellan holding her body like on on the wall uh, yeah. oh <laughs> and has Lena So's like memoirs under her, <laughs> her pillow and she reads them every night that's that's canon now it is. It. it is canon. um but yeah let's let's jump into it so attack of the clones gotta add like what this you know you'll y'all love this this is you know a, a favorite or at least top two Star Wars films for you. Um, what was your experience seeing it for the first time? And like, do you have like, uh, and what memories you have associated with it just in, in general? Uh, and I guess I'll go to uh, Kels first. Um, so I first watched it when I was nine. So my first experience with Star Wars was going to see the Clone Wars movie when it came out in theaters in 2008. And then me and my dad went back to watch everything else. We watched the originals. And I enjoyed them. And then we watched The Phantom Menace and I really enjoyed it. And then we watched 
Attack of the Clones. And that was the first movie I actually like officially attached to and got really, really excited about. Like if I could go back and relive nine-year-old me watching that battle of Geonosis with all of the Jedi just coming in <laughs> to save them. Because that's the first time in the whole saga you actually see like more than just like two Jedi at once. Yeah. And it's a bunch of them. And then all the clones coming in. It was just yeah. so exciting. And I was just like so hyped and just like sitting on the edge of my seat with my stuffed animal just like watching and just wanting and was just so involved and it was plus i really loved padme and anakin and all that and just yeah and i've just i haven't felt that much excitement about star wars since really so. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i still love star wars but that's like the most excited i've ever been about it at once so <laughs> i love it um also, real quick, I, I'll, I'll go back and because we actually had some some ships uh, in the chat. So uh, I saw Din Cobb. Had, Din Cobb from our, yeah, our, our guy Connor Fahey. L <laughs> three and HK. Um, that's that's horrifying. <laughs> thanks, chaotic. thanks for for my new uh, nightmare, uh, Cal. I appreciate that. Um, also, what's up to Jedi Scum? He said this is the first time being able to catch us live, so that's awesome. Appreciate you. Um, Silver Glass is also jumping on that ship as well. Master Binks is saying uh, Padme and Zam Wessel. Uh, Camilla is saying sexy people stand Attack of the Clowns. That's so true, true Camilla. Facts. So true. <laughs> I've been saying all along that the coolest people are the ones whose favorite movies Attack of the Clones because... We're They've so been true. through enough, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because leave them alone. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, here. And, and now we're getting polycules with L3, HK, and triple zero. Oh, That's, no. Oh, no. <laughs> mm, BT and Chopper. <laughs> uh, okay, all right. Y'all... <laughs> <laughs> wilding out there um but uh yeah uh, how about uh how about you jay what was it like seeing it for the first time so yeah um i was like around like four or five when my mom like just we watched one through six in like one day and like i remember like attack of the clones like stuck to me the most like um kels was saying like that the battle of geonosis scene like when all the jedi and the clones come in like that that was like amazing that and then um also seeing like yoda Yoda fight for the first time, like that was amazing. Um, and yeah, that was, I just I just love that so much. And then like a memory that like sticks to me is like, I remember the day after um I watched all the Star Wars movies, uh, my dad, like he took me to GameStop and like, I bought like the Lego Star Wars Clone Wars game. And um the opening scene was the Battle of Geonosis. And that just like, that just made me love the scene even more. And just, just nostalgia, you know? Yeah. Yeah, like this is the movie that like sparked it. You know, like the Phantom Menace to me like started the prequels, but like it was so far removed and such like a non sequitur of a film. And I love it, mm -hmm. but like this was it. This was the start of what makes Star Wars to me. Yeah. Um, how about you, Brooke? Okay, uh, so I watched the Star Wars movies like the trilogies out of order um the phantom menace i remember watching when i was really little and i had like 
uh, Jar Jar Binks McDonald's toy that I loved. Um, but I didn't have any strong attachments to Star Wars until I saw The Last Jedi in theaters. But I had seen the originals. So I'd watched the originals, the sequels, or what was out of the sequels. And then I watched um, the prequels last. So the first time I watched the prequels, like in its entirety at least, was probably like right after The Last Jedi had come out. And I didn't have any strong feelings towards them. Um, but then once I got on Star Wars TikTok, um, I will credit this to, uh, Victoria Vader. It's Victoria, y'all. Um, mm. this is probably, God, like two-ish years ago now, I guess. Um, they were the first person, because they talk about Darth Vader all the time, but they were one of the first people that I heard talk about Anakin's dialogue and how it made a lot of sense. And I, I'm sure we'll talk about that. And so I wanted to go back and watch Attack of the Clones. And I was like, saw it in a whole new light. And I was like, oh. And I guess I had like watched it at just like a time where I was like, you know, struggling a bit. So it became like a comfort movie. And now I just watch it all the time. It's one of those fun ones that you can put on in the background. And like, you don't really have to pay too much attention to, but you can if you want to. So, yeah. Absolutely. Like it, uh, no, just just like you said, and and, and of course, like I said, we're, we are going to get more into each section of it, so we can talk about that dialogue. But um, as cringy as it is, <laughs> it needs to be. It's supposed yeah. to. It's got to be. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. like, what, what do you expect him to say? He's never even talked to a woman before. Exactly. Like, how's, he, <laughs> how's he supposed to be good at flirting? It's not like Anakin. Not like Obi Wan showed him. Like. Yeah. No. In 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 fact, uh, I actually thought he was being smooth, all things considered. Like saying I, I don't like sand is a, a nicer way of saying, Oh yeah, you were born into wealth and privilege in this beautiful place, and I was a slave in a, in a <laughs> desert planet. Um, could have been a lot meaner about it. Yeah. Like yeah. it would it would have affected the mood, in my my humble opinion. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so where where does it rank for all of you guys, um, and uh, where does it rank, and how, how do you feel about the fan criticism? I know I was just kind of talking about that. If you could change anything to it, what what would you change? Um, anyone can go first. Um, personally, like it ranks. It's tied for me. It's tied with Return of the Jedi. Um. Like, obviously, I know, like, it's not a good quality film, but in terms of, like, favoritism, it's definitely my favorite with, with Return of the Jedi. Um, But uh, what was I going to say? Uh, but with the fans, like, for the longest time, I didn't know Attack of the Clones was, like, hated up until I got on TikTok. Like, I, I was just, like, walking around thinking, like, oh, Attack of the Clones, like, in everybody's top three. But, like, once I started posting, like, uh, content, I posted my ranking, and I was, like, I put, like, I think Attack of the Clones at three, and, like, I saw all these comments saying, like, what attack of the clones at three that's that's super high and and then like once i like what's it called like interact with more people i i I like started to see why attack of the clones was um a lot lower on people's list and i started understanding and everything because like at first i didn't the dialogue didn't really bother me that much like obviously I, i knew it was bad but like it just didn't bother me that much but yeah i guess like ever since interacting with people it did like get a little bit worse but i still love it you know yeah i still have it up there 
Um, nothing wrong with that. Uh, a, or two things we fully respect is changing your opinion because we all grow and change and evolve. And uh, B, also ignoring what the hell anyone else says and saying, I love this. Mm. It don't matter. Yeah. Um, both of those are very, very valid. <laughs> yeah. Um, awesome. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Brooke? I would say it's like second or third for me, depending on the day. Sometimes first. I don't know. It's like in the top three. I feel like my top three kind of changes around now a lot more than it used to. Um, because I, I weigh rewatchability very heavily when I mm. rank my movies. Mm. Um, and I've had The Last Jedi as my favorite movie for the longest time. But if you really think about it, it's kind of hard to rewatch a lot because there's so much like thinking involved <laughs> when you're watching it. And that's why I love Attack of the Clones, because it's kind of one of those ones that you can just, like, sit down and just, like, vibe. And, you know, you can share that the brain cells that Anakin and Obi-Wan <laughs> collectively have while watching. <laughs> and it's just a good time. <laughs> no, that's that's true. That's that's why I, I love getting people's ranking and asking them why and, like, how, like, formulate that. Because you're absolutely right. Like, I love The Last Jedi. It is not a toss it on while I'm washing the, the dishes type mm -hmm. of movie. Can't do that, yeah. you know? <laughs> um I will not I will not <laughs> like wash any uh dishes and I will end up sad. So like you know <laughs> like you gotta like you gotta gotta calibrate them. Um and your thoughts on it Kels? Okay, that's probably why I didn't like The Last Jedi for so long, though, because I, it took a lot of brain power, and I just didn't want to put brain power into it. But now that I have, I do like it now. Um, but it, yeah, Attack of the Clones is number one for me. Um, it's always been number one for me. Um, I didn't realize people hated it until high school when I was bullied for liking it. So then I started saying Revenge of the Sith with my favorite. Because that was still when the fanboys hated Revenge of the Sith. That was in that weird time when, like, they still just didn't like it yet. And then they just one day decided to switch it around and said that they loved it. And that was weird. And then it was kind of being on... T it was! Like, I don't know when it became, like, everyone's favorite. Like, it just kind of happened overnight. But, um... Yeah. But then I got on TikTok and then I started, like seeing how everyone talked about Attack of the Clones and I realized that, wait, this is my favorite movie. I'm just going to say it's my favorite movie now. I don't care. <laughs> and that I've been doing that past year. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that's the way <laughs> That's the way to do it. Um, I, I love how I have a comic book OD says Need, needs more so mullet true. action. Absolutely. I need to change Small my name back beautiful. to Obi-Wan's mullet. That's I hope that guy knows that his character is just so beloved. He's just just a guy, but we all talk about him. Like, you know, he really should have been, in hindsight, he really should have been on my top seven non-Force user favorite character. <laughs> oh. guy. I think he just got an honorable mention in mine. Uh, right? <laughs> Solely because of his name. What is it like? Sleaze Baggins? Uh, what is it? Sleaze Bagano. Yeah. Sleaze Bagano. Um, I, I I really really want a show that's just a parody of Suits, and and it's 
Obi-Wan told him to clean up his life and he does and then he ends up like at Coruscant's law school and he like, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> like it's just the great. same show <laughs> That was yeah. That was like everyone having his like Jesus moment, where he's saving people just out in the wild. <laughs> um. Okay, so I I do when it comes to to, to Obi Wan's look. I mean, first of all, he does pull off the mullet more than any human I've look. ever I'm seen. It. It's his best look. <laughs> but it's a beautiful um, man. I'm sorry. His best look is the 2D animated look. He looks like a, a lion that's sexy somehow. <laughs> He looks like a like a young Mufasa, <laughs> um, but I I laugh because partway through filming he filmed something else and so he has a fake beard and mustache in half the movie. Yeah, and yeah. like sometimes you're like, ah, you what's going it. on with your face? You know, but it's still it's still great. Uh, <laughs> like uh, mullet Obi Wan during Battle of Genosis is a whole vibe. It really this is. is true. So true, Camilla. So true. <laughs> okay. All right. I mean, let's let's just I jump into it. You know, I went ahead and I separated it into three parts because I, I don't I don't want to miss anything. Um, I uh, I'm trying to refrain from singing "Don't Want to Miss a Thing" by Aerosmith. I <laughs> sing often whenever I say things. Um, <laughs> but all right, all right. The movie opens. Um, we're gonna talk about the first, you know, the first uh, act of it. So, kind of from the movie opening until, you know, Obi Wan lands on Kamino. Um, Anakin and Padme were were walking around Naboo, but that's when she was like talking down to him. That's before the lake part. Mm-hmm. Um, what what jumps out at you guys about this opening scene? I will say after seeing Book of Boba Fett and going back and watching this movie makes me really happy from like all the references that we got from that show especially like one of the first shots in the movie is like the Naboo Starfighters and I was like oh my god we just saw those oh yeah poor Corday oh uh, yeah after reading Queen oh. and getting attached to Corday I now that cry too. I have that in my notes wait. I'm now attached to Corday and Dorme. They're in this movie all of like five seconds. But yeah, I'm when Dorme like tears up when she's yeah. like being said, I was like, this never hit me before. <laughs> yeah. And so for anyone, oh. anyone in the chat, I highly recommend E.K. Johnston's um, uh, Padme books, uh, Queen's Shadow and Queen's Peril. And we have Queen's Hope that is coming out very, very soon. And I'm, very excited. Sadly, I did not get an early peek at this one. Um, I, I even thought about having uh, Camilla on this episode, but I'm like, nah, she knows too much. Spill <laughs> <laughs> all the secrets. <laughs> I can't wait to read it. Yeah, it's I gonna mean, be. E.K. Johnston did confirm that Anakin is demisexual to me, so that is a thing. I, I, I love it. <laughs> Someone else brought it up um, in the chat a little bit earlier. One of the other reasons for Anakin's dialogue is likely he's been practicing to have that conversation with Padme if he ever saw her again. Oh my god, yeah. Like a little 12-year-old like, okay, when I see her again, last time I hit her with are you an angel? This time... I gotta do I gotta top that. Let's go. Oh my god, yeah. I, I love seeing <laughs> I love seeing them in the elevator for the first time after, like, this is really their first interaction. Oh we see god. Obi-Wan and Anakin, mm-hmm. and, like, you can immediately tell what their relationship is kind of like. 
And I love that Anakin's just like so nervous. And Obi-Wan's basically like, Anakin, you're sweating like a whore in church. Like, <laughs> you good, bro? But I don't know. It's interesting to see and then have them go from like father figure to more like brothers through the yeah. Clone Wars. And yeah. I just love that they just collectively, when they're together, at least they just share like two and a half brain cells. <laughs> that whole like the chase scene is like probably one of my favorite moments in Star Wars ever. Yeah. It's just so ridiculous. <laughs> Everything about it. it, especially is... like Anakin jumps out of the speeder, and Obi Wan's like, "I hate it when he does that." And I'm like, "You just did that. <laughs> you just, you just, Wait, I never jumped realized out that. a window, broke through the glass." Onto this tiny little droid. What do you think your Padawan is going to do when he sees yeah. you do that? And you Anakin behind to just figure things out while he's clearly not in a good mental state as we've been <laughs> talking about this right before. Like, it's communication. Literally so ridiculous. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, it's... <laughs> Uh, there's, I mean, there's, there's a bunch of stuff in, in the opening that just always makes me smile. I mean, I talk about it all the time, but I'm gonna do it again. Dex's diner, I love Dex oh, so I love much. Dex. He's a I love Dex. Like George Lucas is a madman. He's like, you know what we're gonna put in the middle of Coruscant? A '50s themed diner. Like hell yeah. <laughs> and and I, I still say I want a, a Dex's Diner TV show where it's kind of like it's Cheers. Gone. But he's also, like, protecting the neighborhood from, like, gangs and stuff. Because, you know, he has a badass past. You know, he, he can look at a dart and, like, identify it, its location and portal. Like, he's seen some crap. And so he's also in the witness protection program. And I want it to leak out who he is. And he's got to, like, fight people off. Um, that would be so cool. That's, that's, that's what we need, you know. Like, it ends up with him getting armored up and he looks like like young 50 cent and he's like <laughs> comes out strapped up like i don't know i i, I need it i love him so much um, I, the only thing i have in my notes for that section is why does obi-wan have sexual tension with everyone <laughs> literally everyone everyone he has a scene with including dex <laughs> like i want someone to look at me the way that obi-wan looks at dex <laughs> <laughs> what's funny though is it's like with 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 him and, and dex it's like that warm tension of like something's happened you know <laughs> you know and then and then later he's with Django, and it's like that awkward like oh my god you know, what happened like <laughs> yeah, yeah um, that too <laughs> Well, what, anyone else have anything about this uh, the opening section? I also just love in that chase scene where, like, it's basically just a—it's almost like a father and his sixteen-year-old son that just got his license. Like, that's the entire vibe. <laughs> oh my God. One of my favorite quotes is like when they're when they're like diving. Yeah. <laughs> Anakin's just, Anakin's laughing. just laughing. But oh, when he picks up Obi Wan after he's like falling to his death, he's like, "You know what took you so long?" And he's like, "Oh, sorry, Master. You know, I couldn't find a speeder that I liked. You know, with the right speed capabilities, open top. Like, I don't know why, but just cracks me. The delivery of his lines were so uh, funny there. I I need a Padawan Anakin novel of like that era 
because there isn't a canon novel of like their pa- his Padawan years with Obi Wan. Well, we are getting Master, Brotherhood, will which be is kind right, of after, right after, right after. But it'll like hopefully, between maybe Phantom we'll see Menace. him. Maybe we'll actually see him get knighted in that book. We're supposed I'm to hoping. see him get knighted in Brotherhood. Okay. Oh, I'm gonna cry. That'd be cool. <laughs> Um, I, Chris, uh, in the chat, Star Wars lawyer had the best pitch for for that book. Um, to for it to be like a sequel to Master and Apprentice, um, yes. and to have them run into Pax and Rahara again oh. years later, oh. and have yes. you know Rahara talking to Anakin about their shared trauma as you know being slaves and stuff, and get Claudia Gray on this one. Uh, and and you would you would have last time they were there, you know, they didn't know Qui Gon died, and they always just thought Obi Wan was this kid with a goofy hair, you know what I mean? And hopefully, Pax is somewhat human at that point in time. But yeah, that's that's kind of what I what I would love to see. Yes, I need that so so badly. Uh, before we move to the next section, I gotta ask, what do you think about the overall assassination plot? I don't oh. hate it. Like, I honestly, I don't mind it. I think it's hilarious how they're going around. I didn't realize people hated it until I joined the internet. It's in funny. Life. It has, like, it birthed one of my favorite videos. I don't know who the original is, but I've seen it on TikTok. I've seen it on YouTube. But it's, like, this guy is saying, like, all right, so Dooku wants Padme killed. But he doesn't want to do it video. himself. So he hires <laughs> Jango Fett. But he doesn't want to do it himself. So he hires someone else. Zam Whistle. <laughs> But she doesn't want to do it herself. And then it's just so funny. He's like, so Dooku gets a bounty hunter, gets a bounty hunter. Another bounty hunter gets a robot, gets some bugs to go kill Padme. (laughs) It just shows that she's so hard to kill. She's just that they have to have this elaborate plan to try and kill her because she's just so good at avoiding death. Well, I mean, as as a good friend of the channel, Shayla Wren calculated uh, last year, Padme oh, is built different. Mm-hmm. She is. That. that was a fun. That's that was a good movie. Exactly <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. All right. So, so jumping forward and to the middle section. So we have. Um, uh, oh, oh. Also, I, I do have to say, I I love seeing um, in the previous section. You know, we get we get Anakin's first and middle of like you know I feel like Obi Wan's holding me back and all this stuff. Like we feel we get the that tension but i i love the verbal bitch slap that padma gives them when they're walking around naboo and anakin's like you know what this is what we should be doing and then she's like who are you oh yeah she's like sit down son sit down he's a jedi he's not a jedi he's he's a padawan um, and he'll just (laughs) like she she slaps him down and uh, i just yeah oh i did have one more note um about the whole chase not the chase thing but i love in the room where padme had like turned her cameras off and obi-wan's like what like you're using her as bait and anakin's like it was her idea and i feel like that tells you a lot about padme and i think people overlook that why because i know a lot of everyone is always like why does padme even go for anakin why does she even like him and it's like well they share that kind of like little bit of recklessness when it comes to you know, doing what they think is right. And so they do have a lot more in common, I think, than we really give them credit for. Yeah, that's true. She, she's never been one to shy away from, from danger or, you know. Um, 
<laughs> Grease grab in the chat. Padme avoids a thousand assassination attempts only to die to sadness. <laughs> Emotional damage. Emotional <laughs> damage. Yeah. That I was mean, the worst day of her life, though. Let's be real. She just yeah. watched this every. She literally watched her entire Republic die. Then her husband attacked her. That's just a lot. Emotional. Yeah. No, I, I, I feel it like. <laughs> But but we'll 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 get to that in another podcast episode. Um, but you know that type of thing definitely is what made Anakin love Padme more. Someone who was was willing to jump into the thick of it with him. Um, yeah, I don't. Know, she was awesome. Uh, also, at the end of this, people in the chat, if if I'll, I'll get your um, opinions. But this is towards the end of the podcast. We're going to talk about what the best Padme outfit was in this. Uh, whole thing. So, gotta hear your thoughts uh, when we get there. Anyways, we get to the middle of, of it. This is when um, Obi Wan lands on Geonosis and walks through and just has utterly no clue what's happening at any point of the time. And is <laughs> very poorly, like fumbling his way through the conversation. Um, that's why I'm here. That's <laughs> so funny. Wait, you know, and Geonosis. Sorry, go ahead. Did you mean Camino? Camino. Did I say Genosis? Okay, yeah, you my did. bad. Yeah. <laughs> I got yeah. you. Talking about Camino. Um, you know what I was thinking. That's more important. Yeah, you got you. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, but we'll also, this is also when um, Anakin and Padme get to the lake house um, and we get all of that good stuff in, in there. And we'll run that all the way until they go to Genosis. What, what jumps out of y'all? First time seeing the clones, oh, that was oh. amazing. I loved that so much. Like as a kid, uh, and the theme, the theme song for the clones, mm. like, mm -hmm. perfect mm -hmm. perfection, you know. And then Django yeah. Fett, oh, Boba Django. Fett, young yeah. Boba Fett, like <laughs> young Daniel Logan. I love Daniel Logan so much. Oh my gosh! It's cool <laughs> that they brought him back to. To do the voice for Boba in the Clone Wars too. It's yeah, awesome. I was hoping that like he would get like a cameo in the book of Boba Fett or something, but I guess not. Mm. Who knows though? Maybe at some point in the time, at some point in time, uh, I'm also gonna put on a little bit of background music here. Um, at some point in time, we get like, not that we need it, but like. A Boba Fett show that's him in his prime doing missions, and maybe we can get Daniel Logan in on that one. You know, that could be really cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, fun fact: if you you can find a video of it's Tamora, and then the the actor that's like the younger version of Django. Oh yeah, that's like seen for a the quick second in like mm -hmm. the red kind of garb, and they're like at the cafeteria type thing. Yeah. You can see them, and then the guy who plays Typho. They're all Kiwi actors. And there's a video of them all doing a haka together. Oh, you can find it on cool. YouTube somewhere. It's super cool. I remember there's some, I think you can even go back and watch a, there's like an interview with the three of them that they did through some sort of like New Zealand talk show. And I thought it was really cool because they filmed the movie in Australia. So it was cool that they brought in like more local actors. Yeah. And for everyone out there, Captain Typho is different than Captain Panaka. Yes, he is. I don't know how many times I've told people that. Oh, they don't no. look the same, and one has an eye patch. Like you would think, anyways. Read, 
One is significantly older than the other one, too. <laughs> Read the Padme books. Jeez. Yeah, you get to meet yeah. both captains, Panaka. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, uh, what else jumps out at you guys? Because not only do we have all the stuff on, on Camino and uh, and the first iteration of the dubstep bomb, but that also gives us all of uh, Tatooine and uh, Anakin. Ah. Uh, oh my gosh. So many things. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. That was yeah. like the first time we got to see like Anakin tap into like, like the foreshadowing of Darth Vader. Like that darkness, like, like just him like slaughtering all those kids and like his anger after. Like that was. Oh, the way that the music changes from yeah. right after his, after Shmi dies and he just like looks up and it's like that oh. spooky music. Yeah. I was like, this is so good. Yeah. So anytime, good. Yeah, anytime anyone says Hayden's a bad actor, they need to watch that scene. It's so Gosh. good. I don't remember Ugh. who said this, but someone said that you we should you should watch the uh episodes two and three on mute. And if you I mean, I don't think his dialogue is that bad, like the way his line delivery is that bad, but like if you have a problem with it, just watch it on mute and his facial acting is top notch, especially in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't think his like line dialogue is that bad. Like it feels choppy and like sometimes kind of like stiff, but I feel like it's supposed to. Cause Anakin just has yeah. so much going on in his head and he has so much emotions and he's constantly dealing with all this stuff. And like, he just comes out monotone because he doesn't know what he's doing. And he's just like trying to like come off as a human, but there's so much going on. He doesn't know what to do. And it like, it's not, I think he did it perfectly. People are just mean. Like, <laughs> yeah, I've seen so many so people mean. like making fun of his face. I'm like, that's, that's like, acting, you know? Like, yeah. you expect him to look pretty? Like, exactly. Like, are you supposed to look pretty while I'm like angry at people? Like, yeah. I think a lot of it has to do with the editing, too, at least between like the Padme and Anakin scenes, because we're getting these like little snippets of their time on Naboo. And so it feels a little bit disjointed. Like, I especially notice it when they go from their like the little dinner scene where he like force moves the pair or whatever it is and then it immediately like cuts to them like in this dark room with the fireplace on there was like no transition in between it's like all right how did we get to this point how did we get yeah. to this like romantic setting yeah but, we're talking about really deep stuff how'd we get here <laughs> right i think that like if there was a little bit more of an actual transition between that then it would have not been as clunky feeling at least in that instance but yeah, yeah, he, and there's also something to be said about the, um, you know, deleted scenes like Anakin meeting mm, yeah. the rest of the Nabaris oh. and like, but you get to see because I I know growing up I felt it was very sudden that she all of a sudden liked him and I was like mm -hmm. the heck, um, and then I like grew up and and understood, oh yeah, both can be true. <laughs> you can you can have a. A vaguely antagonistic relationship and still like each other that's a fully regular thing um but more more than that like they just kind of have this like tit for tat like back and forth thing where you'll see it being sweet and gentle the whole the whole like meadow scene is mm -hmm. some of my favorite star wars and you can they really do have chemistry together yeah. especially you see those scenes um, like I smile every time 
Anakin like falls off that hippo thing and Padme like runs over to make sure he's okay and he's just like laughing just seeing him like genuinely happy makes me smile every time yeah and then just them rolling in the grass and then the jump cut to Kenobi just getting his bike (laughs) (laughs) oh my god I forgot that fight's good too I love all the behind the scenes the behind the scenes stuff um I'm sad that they didn't keep the kiss in (laughs) yes the Obi-Wan Django kiss? Yeah. That's canon to me. Because <laughs> Kenobi has chemistry with everyone. <laughs> Literally. I made a whole TikTok like a long time ago about how Obi-Wan and Django were just like IFing each other that whole they are. scene. And that's what leads to Cody Wan later on. Fair. <laughs> that, that just got super weird. <laughs> me, I'm, I'm like. Oh no, you just look like a that's cool. <laughs> uh, good enough, you know? Like I don't know, it feels uncomfy. Oh <laughs> um, no, that uh I, I also love the, the metal scene because we also got some foreshadowing, um, in my opinion, to stuff that was just deep inside of Anakin. Has always been. Um but when he's talking about politics, he's like, well, then they should be made to understand. By who? Yeah. By, by <laughs> you know? And he's like, no, I'm just kidding. And you're like, are you? <laughs> was he, though? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I, I do also, feel I, like part of that, no, I do, I do feel like part of that is, though, because he was raised as a slave, though. So, like, he, his first part of his life is he was, you were told to do something, you go do it, you don't question it. And so I think he just kind of carried that mentality for the rest of his life unknowingly. Because that's just what his childhood developing brain was. Mm-hmm. Like that was just his life. So I don't yeah. know. If you don't do it, kaboom. Yeah. Like, sad. I know. Yeah. Have a little kid being like, yeah, they just blow us up. <laughs> like, oh. That was just like, what? Um but yeah, I, I I really love that. Um, not love it, but the the scene where you know we see Anakin, his dark side coming out, and it's put in a way where we can feel for him. Um, and I think they did that too well because now people justify it. Yeah. <laughs> and so it wasn't until. <laughs> And so now with when Book of Boba Fett came out, you saw that that article that was like, oh, oh my god, this makes me feel weird about uh, what Anakin did to the Tuscans. You're like, <laughs> yes. you feel weird when it happened, really? Right. Mm. Um, we call that the ick. Um, <laughs> but it's it's really interesting to see that, especially how we saw the exact opposite in Book of Boba Fett, where. Boba is carrying the the body of, oh. of a Tuscan after mm-hmm. after that. It was just I know hits it hits you hard. Um, now we also have to remember that these movies are made for families and for young kids to consume. So they're not going to push it too far, you know. So they they aren't going to show us what's underneath the masks of the Tuscans when he's or physically showing him take out the women and the children because that would be too much. But yeah. You know, um, also, so for, for the people here, 
I want to make it clear that I fully support, you know, Padme for, for loving Anakin regardless of, of his flaws. Um, how do you guys take that scene? Because I do think it's important to talk. I used to joke about it, but I realized by joking about it, there was a lot of really weird people that would try to join in on the joke. And you're like, no, nah, man, <laughs> I'm not the same. Um, but yeah, how, how do you guys think about how Padme handled um, Anakin's confession to her. I mean, this was like before. I would say this is before that she necessarily had like feelings for Anakin. That didn't come until a little bit later. So I think in that mo, and I feel like we had seen some quote unquote, I guess, red flags that Anakin had been showing throughout. Like him kind of complaining about Obi-Wan not like holding him back. And Padme's very, she's a very smart human being. She did not, I, I fully believe that she did not ignore the red flags or didn't see the red flags. I think she saw them, recognized them. But in the moment, at least when he was admitting such a thing that he did to her, she, the only thing she could do in that moment was to have compassion for him. What was she gonna do? Like, oh, I'm gonna report you to the authorities for killing <laughs> yeah. a bunch of Tuscan. You know what I mean? And she obviously saw that. Now take first. me home. <laughs> and I think we forget that, like, this is not an excuse whatsoever of what Anakin did, but she was also like, this is a boy who just lost his mother, which is a very hard thing to go through to lose a loved one, to lose a parent like that. And I think that she was just, she just decided to choose compassion in that moment for him. And I think that she still saw, like, even up to her literal last breath, she said, I know that there's good in him. So I don't, I also don't think she was ever trying to fix him. I think she just always had, like, the best hopes for him overall. Yeah. 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 Uh, were you going to say something, else? I was, but then my brain literally just shut off. I had a good point, and now I can't remember what the point was. <laughs> um, I, I love in the... Um, God. What comes right after the Heroes on Both Sides arc? Um, where Padme makes the speech to the Senate and gets them all mm. on, on her side. Mm -hmm. And she talks about... She, she talks about the Republic, and she's talks about how the Republic is not without darkness. And just because something has darkness in it doesn't mean you don't care for it. And it doesn't mean you don't love it. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you show it love and you show it light and you hope that it chooses the light. And it's very clear that towards the end of it, she was just talking about Anakin. Um, you know, he was someone and that that's so a, that was early on. And this was, he wasn't even near that fork in the road just yet. We also have to remember that Padme didn't watch the movie. Like mm -hmm. if Padme yeah. had been there, maybe things would have been different. Yeah. But this is this is you know a guy confessing something to her in a horrible emotional state. Someone that she's knew as a child and already cares for. Um, she. In my opinion, she made the absolute right choice, you know. Not to mention she's stuck on Tatooine yeah, with his family. 
we 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 get in the middle of a mission <laughs> right exactly yeah. thousands of reasons anyways wait i remember my point sorry no so like because like he openly admitted that to her and mm -hmm. openly admitted that he trusts her with this really dark thing and she already can tell that he struggles with opening up about stuff because like how he'll be ranting to her about obi-wan and she knows like you don't open up to obi-wan and you chose in this moment to open up to me about something really deep and personal so like obviously i'm gonna show compassion and like give you comfort right now because that's what you need because you know you messed up and there's nothing i can say that's gonna try and like make it feel better or like condemn you you know i don't know if that made any sense but <laughs> no I, i'm oh, following yeah. you yeah yeah it, and um and i and i think I, I hope some of this comes out in the next ek johnson book queen's hope um but i you know, E.K. Johnson was on TikTok talking about how none of the stuff has been ignored, but it's mm -hmm. been pushed back. It's this is something that does have to be addressed and we will address it. And things just kept happening. And then, yeah. then you get kidnapped and then people try to kill you and then you're running across the galaxy. And it's these little conversations that kept getting pushed back and back mm -hmm. and back. And they were just kind of running out of time. Yeah, and I mean, now I'm trying not the same time as running out by Muse. Anyways, <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> I was gonna say the only uh, reason that Padme even admitted her feelings to Anakin is because she literally thought they were about to die, and I think yeah. that's like the reason that they decided to get married after that was like, oh, we're in a war, we might not make it out of this, so let's just yeah, let's just do it because time's short, life's short. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Beautiful. Sorry, uh, I I didn't mean to go off on a full on rant like that. So <laughs> thank you guys for staying with me. Um, any any more thoughts on this uh, on this middle section here? Uh, I will say after reading the Padme books and seeing them actually like swimming in the lake or whatever it is, and like what Padme is like telling Anakin that she used to do made me really happy to see. Yeah, it's adorable read read queen's peril um <laughs> all right so we go to the last bit uh so while uh a lot of this is happening <laughs> obi-wan is hanging awkwardly and <laughs> rotating slowly in a room <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, is not unlike the Thor scene in Ragnarok when he's like, "All right, yeah." Buddy. yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I, don't know, I always, I always think about like the, the scenes in between the scenes. So I, I always wonder how long was he just rotating in that room before they had the conversation? Five hours, two days? Oh God! He's just yeah. like, does he get dizzy? Does he have to go to the bathroom? <laughs> I don't, I don't. I'm so confused. <laughs> But um, anyways, so uh, basically from from then on throughout the rest of the movie, um, what jumps out at you guys? Just Did we do this playing everyone? Oh. oh, no. Sorry. You want to get... No, no. You go. You go. You go. <laughs> no. Okay. So after watching Clone Wars and then going back to watch Attack of the Clones, how Dooku's just playing everyone in that entire thing. 
he's gaslighting the entire separatist the entire time because they're like where'd this army come from he's like i don't know i have no idea where this army came from it's not like i asked for it myself and knew they were coming but... <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what that's about <laughs> i don't know this is news to me like, it's just it's so funny yeah, he's playing everyone. He's like, hey, Obi-Wan, uh, there's there's a Sith Lord uh, who's, who's doing stuff. And he's like, aren't you a Sith Lord? Yes, that's not, that's not, mm, mm, that's not what we're talking about right now. Anyways, yeah. And then he goes to the Separatists and like, what do we do? There's just all this stuff going on. Okay, what would Not that Obi-Wan would have joined him, but what would Dooku have done if Obi-Wan had joined him, though? I'm like, okay. Okay, cool. I don't know. Like, You'd have been like, I never yes, thought we'd sir. get to this point. <laughs> <laughs> I need to leave and go think about my everything again because that's not the answer I was expecting. Because, <laughs> like, I don't. I mean, I don't think he would have been able to trust Obi Wan. Because if I was Obi Wan, I'd be yeah. like, Sure, I'll join you. Let me out of these restraints, bro. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. okay. What do you think was going? Well, actually, so Jay, you were going to start by saying something. What were we going to yeah, say? Yeah, sorry. Oh yeah, I was, I was just going to talk about the conversation between um Obi Wan and Count Dooku when Obi Wan was being held. Like, I love, I love that scene. Yeah. Like how <laughs> Dooku was just playing dumb. Like that man's a genius, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I do like that they bring up Qui Gon though, because they have that kind of like mutual mm-hmm. relationship. Yeah, that's his Grand Jedi. <laughs> Yeah. Um. Yeah, and he's, yeah, he's he's kind of a psychopath (laughs) for like playing like that. I wish I wish Qui Gon was here. He would know what to do. Do do you Um, really wish Qui Gon was there? (laughs) Not capture me? I don't know. Like, you have the power to do a lot of stuff right now, man. Uh, (laughs) You left Qui Gon. What are you doing? I rewatched it. I never realized, like, I never got this, but, like, once Duke, like, goes in the room, he's like, oh, my gosh, like, Obi-Wan, I did not tell him to capture you and, like, put you in, put you like this, like, <laughs> what? I can't believe they would do this. Yeah. I'm appalled. His main power is just gaslighting. <laughs> Literally, though. Uh, yeah, I, I think, um, I don't, what do you think is going through Django's mind this whole time? Like I picture Hayes just going, I have no idea what's going on. I have a stalker <laughs> that won't leave me alone. Oh, I'm just here to protect this dude, but I literally have no idea what's happening. Like they yeah. just clone me, and I don't know. Thank you. Yeah, I don't think he knew anything of what was going on. He was just there. Yeah. Like, 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 oh, he that's just... the person I was sent to kill. Okay, cool. They're gonna do it for me. Nice. Like. You're just there to have a good time. Yeah, I'm just a simple man. <laughs> Making my way in the universe. I'm just a simple man getting pumped for DNA on a weekly basis. <laughs> I need I need a cookie <laughs> or some apple juice or something. <laughs> Please. Uh, <laughs> uh, and also, I, I love Feral uh, Boba Fett. Just like... <laughs> like, she's just like... <laughs> 
hates him. I'm like, that's what a 10-year-old child would do in that situation. Are you kidding? Like, he's having the time of his life right now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, yep. Yeah, I... yep. We get to throw bombs at this guy. You guys, let's go. <laughs> yeah. And you know, if you were that little, you'd be like, do 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 the loud bomb. Dad, do, dad, yeah, do, do it. Dad, dad, do it. Do it, dad. Dad, That was literally me in in The Mandalorian season two and Book of Boba Fett. I was like, do it. Do the size of charge. Do the thing. Do the thing. In Book of Boba Fett, I I keep wondering what happens if they didn't turn enough to let it fall. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't it just blasted Slave One? (laughs) Yeah. I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Fennec, you almost killed yourself in Boba. Oh. Like, yeah, I didn't think about that. But this whole plan is kind of ill-conceived. Um, I feel like we could have done another way to, to, like, search it. I don't know. We could have sent in my little droid thing or something. I don't know. Anyhow. They just shared one brain cell that entire scene. It, it wasn't functioning. Uh, but one of my favorite scenes in all of Star Wars, though, is um, Anakin and Padme on their little... Yes. The Roman thing as That's they pass through the archway. That's my favorite shots in the whole saga. Is the Me too. Beautiful. Yeah. The music swells. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, uh, what do you, how do you guys think about that scene? And also, also the capture of Anakin and Padme as they're running around. I love the little the cloak and stuff that Padme oh. has in that scene. Like oh, it's, it's so cool. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's, I also it's feel like we don't give it. Padme enough credit for like the badass that she is because she was like yeah. zipping around those thingies, not getting like hit by them the whole time. Yeah. Meanwhile, Anakin was struggling. She was doing <laughs> fine. Anakin was struggling. Yeah. <laughs> he got his arm stuck. I like how the oh, I love how he got his arm stuck in the thing, which is like a foreshadow of his arm getting cut off later in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Also, there's a brief moment when his lightsaber gets stuck in his cloak, and that always makes me smile. <laughs> um, slice gets stuck in the hood <laughs> I love when things are realistic like that and Din Djarin cutting himself with his dark saber like I'm surprised or burning himself I don't know how that's never happened before I know <laughs> I think in Legends someone actually chopped someone's arm off technically Kanan um, hit his eyes with his own lightsaber <laughs> but <laughs> there, were, there was extenuating circumstances I, I, I know I know but still <laughs> um, yeah but we get to that that whole scene in, in the Coliseum and like man for me I was like a kid in a candy store we'd always mm. heard for a thousand generations Jedi Knights or the protectors of Gal- you know yeah. And and like I fought with your father back in the Clone Wars. And you're like, the hell was oh, that? Lord. Like if you're me and you're little, you're like, what is that? What does that mean? And we we finally got to see what it uh, what it meant all in one scene. Yeah. Um, seeing that many people light up lightsabers and stuff was just like a dream come true. And like literally that's that's uh, what i imagine and we got one of my favorite mace windu samuel jackson lights in general this party's over this party's over oh, i so love good. it that's when you knew it was all going down i was... love the behind the scenes shots too when they're filming that whole section because that's when you hear uh samuel jackson ask george lucas if he can have a purple <laughs> lightsaber he's like 
Could I, you know, maybe have a purple one? Like, George so Lucas is so sure, myself. sure, Sam Jackson, whatever you like. It's his smile after. He was so happy. He's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, that everyone made it created saber color lore. Nah, it's just it's just assigning colors. People just picked yeah. a color. He also color. has. Um, it was engraved. At least the one that he got to keep was engraved yeah. with, B, with BMF on the side. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Which is awesome. <laughs> uh yeah and you as as someone that like i love the star wars lore but i also love george lucas because he the big things really mattered to him little things he didn't care at all about you know <laughs> it's so like, funny he's like what, what are the rules behind lightsaber colors well it's blue and green for good guys and red for bad guys i want purple okay cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just threw more colors in later yeah. on. And, and even green was just because the blue looked too much like the sky in in Return mm -hmm. of the Jedi. And mm -hmm. like, you know, they asked him, "Hey, what's Obi Wan's home planet?" John Stewart asked him, and he's like, "Stew John." Really? Also, wasn't Sifo Dias a typo? I think it was supposed to be something else, and he typed Sifo instead of whatever he had intended, and just oh kept it. Oh my god! Um, yeah, it was it was the pronunciation. The pronunciation wasn't Sifo Dias; it was Sifo Dias. I, I don't. It was a different pronunciation, and he's like, "Oh, that sounds cool." <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, that's it. That's what I meant all along. I, <laughs> I love the chaos. Plans, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's how it is. It's a lot of happy accidents. But yeah, I mean, what what hit you guys about this whole final battle scene? I love when they first come out on like the little carriage and <laughs> Anakin's like, well, we had some stuff to do. And then we decided to come rescue you. you. And he's Good like, job. yeah, Good job. you did. <laughs> How'd that, how's it working out for you? I say I, I quote good job all the time. It's like I feel like it's one of those unless you're like a hardcore Star Wars fan, very obscure movie quotes. Yeah. No, I... And then just that side glare that Anakin gives it. Meanwhile, Padme's over actually being productive and like putting pins in her mouth to get her like so they share they all share three brain cells, but Padme owns two and three quarters of them. Yep. <laughs> what about Padme? Padme's on top of the pole already. <laughs> Obi-Wan's humor is hilarious. He's like, she's she's on top of things because she's literally on top of the pole. Yeah. Ugh, it's so fun. Okay, here we go. Here we go. It was supposed to I be Sido right. Diaz, a pseudonym for Sidious. Oh. The typo was the creation of Sifo Diaz. I was right. Yeah, that's beautiful. And, and like it's. But that's how. And, and then also, you're like, it was supposed to be Sido DS. Yeah, Sy That's Sypho stupid. <laughs> I like Sifo better. Um, and hopefully, Jay will be back. Oh, there we go. My bad. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, I don't, I don't know. It just always makes me smile. Uh, Kit Fisto for the first time when he force pushes and just has that big old grin on his face. <laughs> <laughs> But if you ever want to have fun, though, is you watch the background characters, Kid Fisto, in the background of every single scene he's in, he'll just stand there with his tummy out, like, <laughs> and just be like, I don't... Like a toddler. 
<laughs> and just staring into space. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, we can't go without mentioning the absolute goats. Uh, Mr. Trevor. Jedi Master Coleman Trevor. <laughs> yep. Jedi Master Leroy Jenkins, yeah. <laughs> All three seconds of screen time. We did see him earlier in the movie. He was walking by in the Jedi Temple. True. There was a foreshadow there. <laughs> um, oh, I, they, they gave my dinosaur it. head and he went extinct. Uh, foreshadowing. Count Dooku. Count Dooku yep. didn't care. <laughs> just looked at him. I love that scene so much. Like, like, dude, get, get off my like... balcony, dude. Like... And that gave us the iconic, like, Django spinning his yeah. uh, blaster like 8,000 times before putting it away. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I love how you bring that up, Jay. The Cohen Drubber jumps up, lands there, and Duke's like, Like, what? <laughs> my house leave <laughs> like nice flip he just doesn't even flinch he's just like come on yeah that's like when you're playing an rpg and you go to a level that just you have not leveled enough for this mm -hmm. and, and you, you can't even pull aggro because they're like mm, mm. uh yeah um and then we get uh <laughs> We find out why uh, Django will never be like the head of his family. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I, I had to. I was channeling my inner Obi Wan. Um, Obi Wan's just sitting back making stupid dad jokes. I feel like being force sensitive allows you to just kind of be a himbo because you have this extra thing that can get you out of trouble. So you don't have to worry about certain things, you know? And so, like, they're about to die. There was a big monster, like, like trying to stab you in the face with its big old thick claws. And then it's like, what about Padme? She's on top of things. <laughs> <laughs> Obi-Wan really do just be like a himbo this entire movie. And then he gets, like, out of his chains and he's holding this, like, little metal pole. And you see him, like, lunge at the guy and, like... <laughs> at the big bug thing and it doesn't do anything <laughs> he's just like nah you know, that's cool and anakin's cool. just being dragged by this monster <laughs> <laughs> it I, I just makes that scene makes me ask like okay how long ago did obi-wan write that line and he's just waiting for Anakin. Like he sees her climbing up, and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna say this. He's gonna, he's gonna cringe so hard." He has like a rolodex of dad jokes just for any situation. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> um, uh, we also find out that Nexu know how to uh, perfectly tailor a a tasteful midriff oh, shirt. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So that's that's a thing. Totally. Um, and we get one of my favorite Yoda lines of all time. Around the survivors, a perimeter, a perimeter you create. must create. Like, yeah. <laughs> knock it off. It's going to be a real short trip, man. Oh, I did have a quote from really early on in the movie of Yoda. Because Yoda, I love how sassy he is when Obi-Wan goes to see him about finding Kamino. And he's like, Lost a planet, Master Obi Wan has. How embarrassing! How embarrassing. <laughs> it's so funny to me. 
and uh, it, of course, it is. It's one of those where, where it's like a mystery that the kids are meant to solve. But it does also paint Obi Wan as a himbo of like, there's nothing here, but all of the stars are pulled to this place by gravity, as if it were there. Like he had to have a child answer that for him. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I just Whoa! Keanu Reeves like. <laughs> I mean, he just had Jocasta do just nail him a few minutes before, being like, it does not exist. He's like, well, I guess it doesn't exist. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> I'm going to go leave now. Oh, man. <laughs> and uh, all right. So then we get to. Um, uh, okay. Okay. One of the greatest things that this movie did, though, is it ditched the original, um, or sorry, not the original, but it ditched puppet yoda from, <laughs> from the previous film because that thing was horrible and cracked oh God, out terrified me. um and nightmare fuel but Ugh. i yeah, let's talk i mean the final fight um which was a series of fights uh with with dooku so we get to see dooku handle his business for the first time um and first of all christopher lee is just a boss like oh he's so cool. for the, the master um He's on the set teaching them, like, oh no, when you kill someone with a sword, this is how it goes. Oh like, my god, yeah. Oh, Jesus, you've seen some stuff. He's like, ah, yeah, yep. Um, yeah, how do you guys feel about that that final uh, fight? Amazing. It's really when Anakin's just humbled a little bit. At yeah. that point, he's like, I am full teenager energy. I have, like, confessed my love to the love of my life. She likes me back. I'm unstoppable. No, you're not. <laughs> yeah, that is rough. I have no, the you're power not. of God in anime at my side. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Truly. He was he just like... you against a wall and then slice your arm up. You're dead. <laughs> yeah. One thing I love about Count Dooku is, like, how unfazed he is, like, all the time. Like, <laughs> you notice, like, when he was, like, driving the speeder and, like, the, the ships were chasing him, he was, he was just... He was just sitting there, like, he didn't even care. He was like, whatever. This is fine. Like, He's literally like that Obi-Wan gif of him just yeah. in the speeder. That was Dooku. <laughs> no, wait, but have you seen the headcanon that the um, the clone that falls off the ship with Padme's Rex? No, but no. I love a head it. Cannon. Yeah, oh. it's like my favorite headcanon. Oh my god. And just exposure to her just made him extra awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, it's it's weird to think that that was the first battle any clone had ever been in. So they're like, "Hey yeah. guys, you ready?" Yeah, like, <laughs> like, yeah. love, they're all just they're all just so attentive. I mean, like, yes sir, yes sir, yes sir. I'll go do it, and, and then they just don't realize how bad it's gonna get later. And just and then you think about Umbara, and you're like, Ugh. I would love. If they ever do a certain point of view book for the prequels, I would love a story from the point of view of a clone, mm -hmm. like leaving Kamino for the first time and like on his way to his first battle. I think that would be really cool. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Um, and and then once again, poor Obi Wan. Like, all right, this guy trained my master. He's he's a badass. So we'll take him slow. And to get oh he's gone. Taking him now. <laughs> Taking him now. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> uh, I guess. Yeah, we'll just 
whatever. Um, and then we get cool. to see Yoda fight, which blew my oh. freaking socks off the first time I saw him. Same. And then I, I, I went and I, I was like, man, wasn't this so cool? And the people uh, at school and stuff, they leaned over to me and they're like, no, Yoda would never fight. That was the worst part of the film. Oh it's stupid. It's so out of character for Yoda to fight with a lightsaber. I was like, for real? <laughs> but that that was literally you just, you just wanted to be a forever. Like, yeah, there's no way he would ever fight with a lightsaber. But oh I don't know, just the way he like reached down and just slapped into his palm, and he started. Yeah, he's like, I don't even need stuff. to pick it up. I'm just gonna like force boom, and then he just like is jumping around and. Screaming and swirling, and like nine year old me was just having a field day watching Yoda just go kick Dooku's butt. Because like, I remember the first time, time frazzled. Like, the I remember the movie. first time I watched it when he like put his cane away and took his lightsaber out and was like, like jumping around. I was like, was this bitch faking it the whole time? <laughs> <laughs> Does he need the cane? Like, he didn't need the cane, he didn't need to sit in his little saucer, he could have walked himself. <laughs> I didn't um, it, so it always made sense to me mostly because my dad uh my, my dad plays a lot of basketball um um you know so we, we would go out and play and we'd go out to the local park and it'd be like me my sister my dad and we're playing all these like randos at the park uh and then we'd go home and then my dad would have to ice his knees for like five days <laughs> yeah so <laughs> So it made sense to me that Yoda would be like, oh, Fair I'm getting too old for this. Like, wake me, do not sleep, I need. I like that they... Uh, Probably get the back to... I like that they, inc <laughs> I like that they incorporated uh, a little bit of Yoda's uh, choreography with Grogu as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, like uh, Escape Rally film says, he needs that handicap parking. But basically, there's always this. <laughs> there's always like a like a, an insurance adjuster following him around, trying to snap pictures. <laughs> it's like, see, he can walk. He go. It's like, how comes Grumpy? He's been faking it the whole time for sympathy. <laughs> um. Okay, and so that's the thing. Oh, one last thing I have to say I do love is when the troopers all come out and we're in oh. that big billowing smoke and you just have the lights going back and forth, highlighting oh. them as it passes and stuff. And of course, they could do it because all of the troopers were CG. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I don't know, I just, that scene always gave me chills. And then of course, seeing, you know, uh, the the ships, you know, they're clearly precursor to Star Destroyers, and we, we get the our first taste of what is going to happen in the next film. Uh, but yeah, what do you guys, I mean, final thoughts to wrap up the entire conversation of the um, about the, the film itself? The whole ending scene where, like, the crescendo of music, we hear the, like, Imperial March, and it's just all of the clones, and then it's Palpatine and Bail Organa and all of them like, watching the clones just go off to war, and you're like, oh, this is, like, a massive thing. Like, this is big. This is not a little, just a little fight. We're actually going to war here. And then it skips right into Anakin and Padme having their wedding, and then it's, like, Anakin's little, like, claw hand thing. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, here's my skeleton hand. Hopefully, I'm really glad you're marrying me with my little hand here. Like, <laughs> there's also a random little like ableist. Game of Thrones riff in that. Someone made I made it like a TikTok. Someone made a TikTok about it a while ago. But like in that scene where they're like all walking up into the ship, like all the clones, you can hear a little da 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 da. And I was yeah, like, yeah. every time I hear it now, I'm like, wait, well, who that's is this? What, what are you watching? Roman got it. Yeah, maybe. And uh, so, so this isn't mean to be ableist, but I always like. Why don't you guys switch sides? She, she just hold the other hand. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> she held both his hands. It does. It is. I don't know. I just felt like, uh, but but it's but it's but it's truly Padme accepting without any pretense all of them. So I do yeah. I do appreciate it. Also, this led into the Gendi Tartakovsky two um, D Clone Wars, which we've recently watched uh, on the server, mm-hmm. um, which are just just top notch. Uh, so if you haven't seen them, please check them out. But uh, yeah, so final thoughts all all around. Um, <laughs> I have Camilla in here saying, hmm, "Camilla, oh my gosh, I wish we knew more me. about their world." <sighs> Camilla, shush! You're making it worse. I love what we get of it from the um, Revenge of the Sith novelization. How we find out that like they oh, gave yeah. each other R two and three PO, and yeah, it makes my heart hurt. It's beautiful. Yeah. And then his real gift comes later. He gives her his Padawan braid. I know. <sighs> he does that in the um, the the 2003 Clone Wars too. She has it in like a little yeah. box. I heard. And then she takes it. She's like, "The hell am I supposed to do with this?" <laughs> this is hair. <laughs> um. No. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, final, final thoughts on it. It's just a fun, a fun movie. Fun ride. Yeah. Yeah. Comfort movie. I prefer it. I prefer it over Revenge of the Sith just because Revenge of the Sith makes me sad. Yeah. (laughs) It's a lot. And this movie mostly makes me happy. Yeah, I mean, it it comes back to that rewatchability you were saying earlier. Mm -hmm. Like, I can casually watch two thirds of Revenge of the Sith. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) And then you're invested. uh and 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 sad yeah um all right so looking back at this entire film best padme outfit i gotta say everyone in the chat too best padme outfit in attack of the clones i say the blue tattooing outfit when she like she walked out after before anakin Mm. goes to find his mom i think that was the best outfit yeah that's the tie between that the lake dress and her like the with like the backless thing i like it's stunning mm-hmm. and it's a work of art and then her the her white outfit before yeah. it got you know turned into a tank top well or crop top <laughs> like it was like it, i liked it she was she kept moving it she had the cute little cape thing she yeah the like cape poncho thing really made it yeah. yeah, we all know how much we love ponchos in Star Wars. We do. We truly do. Um, <laughs> I really like the meadow dress. I love just like all the embroidery on the bodice. Um, mm-hmm. And I also really love her wedding dress. And like, I wish that we got to see more than like three seconds of it. 
It's stunning. Because it's so pretty. Um, and I don't remember what scene it is, but I think it's one of the Tatooine scenes where she's wearing that, like, really pretty gray cloak with, like, all the pretty designs on Ooh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, like, sell that now. If you are going on the Galactic Star Cruiser, it's one of the, like, merch options. They, like, sell the whole ass cloak and... I don't, I just want it. I don't want to have to pay $5,000 for it. <laughs> but I want the cloak. Nice. Uh, Camilla says, the one she wears meeting Anakin and Obi-Wan is my favorite Ooh, Padme her outfit senator outfit. Yeah. Yeah. Just her garb. Um, Escape Reality Film says that the Geonosis outfit, and, you know, the, uh, the scarf and everything is so nice. Agreed. Um, Luke Potter's podcast. Oh yeah, like her yeah. morning dress. Her morning that dress. was gorgeous. Yeah. It's much so better. That's my yeah. favorite Anakin outfit. Is him yes, yeah. It's much better than um, her like nightgown thing that she wears in Revenge of the Sith because it yeah. seems so uncomfortable to sleep in like all of those pearls. And like the back yeah. of it, it's stunning, but like it has all this it's extra fabric. So and, like, how do you sleep in that? Like, right. How do you sleep without pregnant? You can't sleep on your stomach. You have to be on your back. Exactly. On your side. So, yeah. Listen, Lucas wasn't thinking about that. Oh, <laughs> well, we know. Lake and Genosis Poncho are iconic. Uh, we got Star Pilot. Yes. Admin oh, yeah. yeah. Underrated. Small glimpse, but it's really good. Grease grab uh, the yellow and gold one. Yep, that's the uh, one that uh, that Brooke was mentioning. Um, and Escape Rally also says that that one after the nightmare. Awesome, I love it. And huh, nobody said the fireplace dress. Interesting. Hmm, I wonder why. <laughs> uh, I do love that scene too when after he has his nightmare and like there's the shot of him looking out at like the oh, lake or whatever and it shot. mirrors how he's looking out in Empire Strikes Back as Vader like out mm. into the abyss of space. So yeah. good. Yeah. yeah that so much of the life around him and then nothingness. They also have I think Kylo doing that too in the last jedi so yeah you know, it's like poetry <laughs> and all that <laughs> poetry um also, all right so kind of to wrap up i want to get thoughts on uh on, on the books so we we have uh queen's hope coming out uh so queen's hope is starts the day of their wedding and it's a whole adventure you know that happens the tail end of that um brotherhood which is it, it starts with you know anakin being knighted and uh, you know officially that they on become, yep uh it doesn't count though um <laughs> and we also have the kenobi show that is coming up very soon know, what do you guys think <laughs> what what do you uh <laughs> Which, which got you excited? Also, I didn't even bring it up here, but there's a five-issue, five or six-issue uh, Obi-Wan um, comic, oh, where yeah. I believe each one is, like, jumps through different periods in his life. So it starts out with him being a little Padawan, but I'm sure I'm sure we're going to get some overlap here. Uh, does any of that sound exciting to y'all? What do you guys think? Hot yeah, take. I just think it's I'm cool we're getting... Oh. More, uh, sorry, I was just gonna say I like that we're getting <laughs> okay. more prequel content. 
Yeah, same. <laughs> like, that's, like, not Clone Wars centered. Mm -hmm. How about you, Jay? Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't really read the books, so, like, I can't say too much about the books, but I'm hyped for Kenobi. Seeing Hayden Christensen and you and McGregor come back, I'm, I'm, happy, I'm happy and excited for that. That's all yeah. right. I'm actually more excited for Brotherhood than Kenobi. Which, if you've seen me, I'm very excited for Kenobi. So me saying I'm very excited for Brotherhood is a lot. Because, <laughs> uh, like, I just love, yeah, because what Brooke was saying, it's prequel era. It's not just Clone Wars. It's the mm -hmm. prequel era. And, like, I really miss that era of Star Wars. And so to get a book that takes place right after Attack of the Clones, before Clone Wars, before you get into that storyline, plus Fentress is going to be in it. So... <laughs> Yeah. If there were one thing to change about Attack of the Clones, they should have kept Ventress in it. That's my one thing. That would have been good. Yeah. Ventress content is good content. Let's, it, let's just, it really, let's just say it. It really is. It really <laughs> is. <laughs> yep. She'll hit you with the <laughs> wink and the nod, and it's it's game over. And it's then game it's game over. over. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I haven't, I haven't fully let myself be excited for Kenobi yet. Because I feel like it's too early for me to get too excited about it. I'm also like, I want to hear more about Bad Batch Season 2. Because I know we're supposed Same. to get that soon, too. Yeah. There was rumored to get info about today, and that was clearly wrong. So, <laughs> yeah, I know, uh, like, Star Wars Insider, some sort of insider magazine, had originally stated it was coming up spring 2022. Which is yeah. March, April? I don't know. Yeah. St. Pat just needs more Qui-Gon content. <laughs> Which is very true for all isn't of that, us. Wait, isn't it, isn't there an Obi-Wan Padawan novel coming out in this summer? There is. Yes. There's an Obi-Wan Padawan novel that's coming out, and it's all about um, Obi-Wan back when he's... It's called Padawan, and Obi-Wan is a Padawan, and um, seemingly kind of questioning his place, and uh, going off on an adventure, and finding a bunch of other little voice-sensitive kids, and I don't know. It sounds like he's getting peer pressured into some some naughty business or whatever. <laughs> um, I'm here for it. I'll check it out. But yeah. <laughs> I'll let you know. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're about to enter OB season and I'm here for it. Damn. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for coming out and talking with me about uh, Attack the Clones. Um, it was funny because I, like I said before, I did do this before, but you know, that was back when I think I had like maybe 10,000 followers at the time. I didn't know who to ask to come on the episode or or what I was doing. I, don't know, I think that the quality is a lot better. And I had amazing guests. Loved hearing your, your perspectives. Uh, let's go around the room and say, you know, any if there's anything you guys want to plug. If you have any final thoughts about um, Attack the Clones, any Star Wars, the community, just whatever you got. And also let us know where we can find your content um, once more. We will start with uh, Jay. Yeah, well, I want to thank you for having me. Definitely got me back into Star Wars a lot more because I, was, I wasn't really like into Star Wars as much. But this definitely like this conversation definitely got me back into it. And you guys can find me um, on TikTok at Jay Windu. Yeah. Thank you for having awesome. me. Awesome. Thank you for coming on. How about you, Kels? Uh, yeah, you can find me on TikTok at Discount Sons of Stark and also The Queer Ascendancy, my podcast. Um, basically, read the Star Wars books. They're the best. 
it's my favorite form of media when it comes to Star Wars. They're so good. So, I agree with that. Hundred percent. Uh, if you guys are on the fence, read the Revenge of the Sith novelization and it's, understand. Oh my gosh. Understand how much of a difference hearing someone's inner dialogue makes when you're watching a film. Mm-hmm. Um, also read Lost Stars. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that was my heart um, looking at <laughs> my chest for uh, for a moment. Um, to give you to explain my relationship with that book, my wife has given me permission to name our son Thane if we ever have one. <gasps> so. Oh. Oh my yeah. god. Oh. Last but not least, Brooke. Oh, well, um, thanks for having me on. Um, I always love doing these things because it reminds me how awesome the community is. Um, especially everyone in the chat's cool. Um, I'm very excited for all this Kenobi stuff, especially because it's all happening around Celebration, which hopefully I'll be going to as long as we get uh, ticket information. Um, but yeah, uh, you can find my stuff. Uh, underscore bedazzler underscore um, underscore gang as uh, element seven would put it um, on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and then b underscore underscore dazzler on Twitch and far far away factory on Etsy. Yes, and soon to be far far away factory dot com. Yes, so. I'm hopefully launching my website in March. You can go to it right now and see some of the stuff. You can't buy anything yet, um, but if you want to check it out, I always love feedback. Beautiful. I'm wearing her hat right now. Yeah. It's really comfy. Awesome stuff. Um, also, apologize for, for my for my own thoughts in the chat because I put random times on each one and every now and then they all line up and all come out <laughs> the same time. I need to do more math on it. Um, uh, but yeah, also thank you for everyone that's still in the chat here. We have Camilla, uh, we have Escape Reality Films, St. Pat, um, Grease Grab, Luke from the Padawans Podcast, Normies to Nerds, Ven Skywalker, Element 7, My Dyad, Xanatos. Um, man, just awesome people. This is an amazing community. Cal for um yeah thank you guys for for joining me for hanging out we appreciate you and everything y'all do and may the force be with you 